0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Bricktown Breakdown. I'm here with my co-host, Hunter. Hunter, how are you doing, man?
1: Oh, my God. It's been like a month since we last recorded Clemente. It's been that long. We've gone through so much already. I've had COVID. That's about it. <laughs> but, you know, it's been a long time, basically.
0: Yeah, we took a little bit of a break there. I mean, there's really nothing much going on. Um, but, you know, we'll say meeting with the media for his preseason availability here on Thursday, and with media day coming up here in a few days, uh, things are, are starting to go back to to being super busy with the NBA season starting less than a month. Um, but, yeah, uh, we decided not to do a pod over Shay's injury because we knew Sam was going to talk the next day, and we just wanted to hear more about it from him. Um, and for those who don't know, Shea suffered a grade two, Left MCL sprain. It's going to keep him out at least two weeks. Um, after the two week period, they're going to reevaluate him to see where he's at um, in terms of timetable with that injury. I've seen like various different, you know, reports on that from like four to six weeks, two to two to four weeks. So I guess it just depends. We'll probably know a lot more, a lot more something more definitive um, next time they reevaluate him. But when Sam was asked about the injury, he said Shea suffered it in a workout. Um, he was able to finish, um, and he didn't feel any pain or soreness until the following morning. And then they had him undergo an MRI, and then it showed that he had a MCL sprain. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this is kind of the cherry on top on a pretty shitty <laughs> like last last month of the offseason for the Funder. I mean, they they lost Chet Holmgren. In a glorified scrimmage for the entire season, and now Shea is going to be out for at least a couple weeks now. Um, his status for the season opener is in question now because of it. Um, but yeah, what do you just think of the entire Shea situation?
1: And you're you're not kidding though. I mean, Thunder have been plagued by injury in the off season. I mean, first Chet now uh, SGA. And, uh, you know, it's pretty stupid already seeing people claim that this is a tanking move, even though this is in like clearly during the midst of the offseason. So I found that strange. But, you know, outside of that, uh, this should be an injury by the looks of it. That takes like, what two to four weeks to heal. So uh, SGA might be in question, you know, for the first few games of the season, like to start the season off. But. Uh, they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks to see how his injury is progressing. And if it's progressing good, then hey, he might as well. He might be in the starting lineup to start the season off. But uh, I, I, there sounds like there's some you know positive remarks about SJ right now. Like like Presti said, they didn't realize the injury was there until like after the workout and he didn't feel any pain. So those are good signs uh, for the time being. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how SJ is holding up in those next two weeks when they evaluate him uh but yeah it's just shitty luck after shitty luck it sounds like i mean SJS we sj had problems with his ankle and that before apparently this is not uh presti said this is not associated or like related to any of those past injuries so that's a really good thing uh so it, it just you know it's a wait and see kind of thing uh see how sj holds up after those next two weeks and uh you know hopefully he's out there for the start of the season because uh the, the, that prime time you know like uh october through about december that's when you know the thunder's uh main guys are out playing on the on the court and developing the chemistry so it, that's pretty that's a pretty good time to have your guys out. i mean that's pretty time you want your guys out there to develop with each other and sga that's time for him to shine too so i, I really hate to see him out uh, for any uh extent of time but it's it sounds progressively good right now so hopefully he's ready to go for the start of the season
0: yeah, I mean, I think worst case scenario here is that he misses probably the first few games yeah. of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I get you know, I get it. Like saying the Thunder are like tinking once again and like they're faking another injury. OSG is like the low hanging fruit of like jokes <laughs> on Twitter and like I know you get bangers off of that for the most part. But yeah, it, it just, you know, if the Thunder were truly thinking and like this is just another uh another fake injury for SGA, um, then it wouldn't be happening. They wouldn't be reporting it now before training can yeah. even starts. They, they would be reporting it uh, late in the preseason, early in the regular season for him to actually miss, you know, most games he can possibly miss with this injury during the regular season when those games matter. I'm uh, like, even Sam said to himself during the press that the team would rather have this injury happening now than in the middle of the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, this is legit. I mean, all of in- all, all of SGA's injuries up to this point have been legit. Like the other, pressureitis that was something serious. Like it caused them to what? Not 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 work out for Team Canada that summer, if yeah. I remember correctly.
1: Didn't even play with Team Canada at that point, did he?
0: Yeah. Um, and then the ankle stuff. When I mean, we saw him get injured in the games with the ankle injuries, so those are serious. I just think the Thunder or just being super cautious about it because being super cautious about it not only benefits SGA from not rushing himself back, but also benefits the team uh, lottery odds. I mean, it doesn't have to be one reason or the other. Um, I'm sure it's a multitude of reasons. Um, but in terms of the injury stuff, SGA is like legit been here the last couple of years um, with these leg injuries. Um, and just because he misses more time, than a, than a regular player does because of the injuries doesn't mean that you know <laughs> the fun are putting in fake sports, um. But yeah, um, and then you know it was kind of funny too because I think I think it was Joe Masada who asked Sam if he's concerned that SJ's becoming injury prone, and then Sam kind of like, <laughs> it's funny because Sam brought up how you know, um, one side. One side of fence is saying that the funder faking these injuries, and now now the other side of fence is saying that SG might be coming too injury prone. So it seems like he can't please both sides, anybody, everybody at once. So it was kind of funny hearing that. Um, But I mean, yeah, I mean, this injury sucks. Um, Not to the extent of Chet's injury, that's for sure. (laughs) This this is more like a a, a bump on the road. Um, But yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see. Uh, what the team says here in a couple of weeks and you know if Shea has to miss the first few games of the regular season because of it then oh well that sucks but it's just only you know a few games
1: yeah exactly and if if you can sacrifice those few games just for the long-term health of SGA then that's easily what you do I mean like we've like people have said like we've all said many times this is no season to you know, rush anything. Uh, these past few seasons haven't been a season to rush anything. So this guy is your cornerstone of your franchise. Just take your time with it and let the injury heal.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other big talking point about Shea during Sam's presser was about all of the trade. I will won- not even call it rumors because nobody's reporting anything. It's just people <laughs> using the trade machine, honestly. It's just people, you know, thinking like, <laughs> all right, Donovan Mitchell is gone. Donovan Mitchell is in Cleveland now. Who's like the next logical potential guy he could ask Scott out? And, you know, fair or not, Shea's probably up there on the list because, you know, uh, from the outside looking in, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, Shea's 24 years old. He's entering the first year of his five-year deal. The Thunder are uh, a rebuilding team. Um, so it kind of makes sense to think that a 24-year-old guard who's already a top 20 to- Top thirty players in the league would want out a situation where they're probably not going to win the season again. Um, but when Sam was asked about that, he made it pretty clear that Shay's going to be here for the long term. Um That doesn't mean you know that can't change in the future, but it seems like for right now, you know Shay's uh, part of the plan, um, which isn't anything different than what we heard before. I mean, Shay said during his exit interview this past April, that if he's unhappy about something, he'll say it. Um, so yeah, I mean, for Sam to come out, I know there's a little bit of paranoia recently. Well, I want to say paranoia, but like there's been
1: <laughs> an annoyance. Guess, more
0: a... Yeah. Annoyance from the fans about, you know, Shay potentially going to the Knicks Shay potentially going to the Raptors or Shay potentially going to T Max. Um, especially the last couple of weeks, especially since Mitchell got traded. Um, but, you know, like Sam said during the press, like the only reason all the shade talks happening now is because another player from another team got traded. So what do you think of that?
1: Oh, you know, it's just the drama of the league. I mean, during the off season, especially, I mean, especially when there's nothing to talk about, although recently there has been quite a bit of an uptick of, uh, you know, drama in the NBA, because this is the most drama filled, uh, sporting organizations in in north america so it makes sense for a lot of these little holes to be plugged up just in case there's a little dry spell and of course this is one of those times depth of the offseason so like you said make uh, assumptions are made by other teams that if you're going to think donovan mitchell will be wanting out of a rebuilding situation sga is obviously the next one even though those situations are both completely different i mean sga signed his contract extension knowing well where the thunder were going to be uh, what the plan is, and Presley just strengthened that right now. He says it clearly, trying to say, you know, this is just people trying to, you know, kind of create something in, in the moment because, you know, that's really, you know, the assumptions can be made after stuff like that, like the Donovan Mitchell trade happens. I mean, it kind of reminds me of, uh look at that, Clemente. I'm going to go into a wrestling. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> I mean, remember, like at that time, WWE and AEW was just beginning, and they would there'd be rumors of you know, so-and-so wrestler wants out of WWE and wants to go to AEW or vice versa now. I mean, it's just all speculation made up by people uh, trying to trying to will something. Like like you said, Knicks and Raptors fans are like probably some of the key championers of these uh, SGA trades. And it's just people trying to, you know, uh, create a situation where it benefits them the most. I mean, it's just that uh, the content creators, as what Sam says anyway, or just people in general, just, you know, they, they like to make these kind of they like to ship these kind of trades and, you know, to see what can happen. Like they just throw it and, uh you know, just kind of make up their own fantasies right now. But that's not to say that it can't happen in the future, because like you said, that makes it things. I mean, things change rapidly in the NBA. We all know that. I mean, for example, who would have thought Donovan Mitchell to get traded, you know, in this season? Who would have thought the Jazz would have just blown it up entirely? So anything can happen. You never know. Uh, just wait and see. But at this very point in time. Sam Presti, SGA, both on the same boat. they said it many times. Uh, no problems at this moment. And uh, if there is problems, I think we'll all know about it in the time. But uh, for now, there should be nothing to worry about. Just stuff being thrown on the wall, really.
0: Yeah, which is kind of why I, I've, I've kind of avoided calling, you know, the shade trade stuff rumors because nobody's <laughs> reporting anything. It's literally just guys talking shop. Maybe he's like, well, <laughs> like, I'm not reporting anything, but, like, wouldn't it be nice with the sun Scott Shea and like, um, which is why I, I refused to really call these Shea traits of rumors because rumors, yeah. nobody's reporting anything. And um, yeah, so that happened. Um, besides that,
1: uh,
0: there's like a lot of Pearl Jam talk. and Like a lot of that kind of went over <laughs> my head. <laughs> a lot of Pearl Jam talk,
1: yeah. man. Go to Spotify and just catch up with everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I didn't like I didn't even know they had a concert in OKC, but like now I definitely know know about it. <laughs> like, apparently everybody was there. Like, I think Andrew was there, Joe was there as well. I think Sam. Um, I think I think Brandon might have been there as well. So like, I feel like the
1: entire <laughs> a the, Gen X coalition, Clemente, it's all Yeah, right.
0: They're like, man, I didn't. I did not feel more out of place than whenever they were talking about like. Pearl Jam. Oh my God. The only reason I know this band is because everybody means that Bem- uh, Bill Simmons likes this band a lot.
1: <laughs> was he there? No, I'm just kidding.
0: Oh uh, man. But besides, you know, Pearl Jam and Shea, um, I thought it was interesting how he nationally brought up Seattle. <laughs> like nobody oh, asked him about it here. <laughs> he like, yeah. I mean, Seattle, um, he basically says Seattle's a great, a great city, uh, a great NBA city and he thinks that, you know, eventually one day they'll have an NBA team again. Um just kind of funny how you brought that up yourself because nobody asked him about it, like like I said. Um but yeah, I mean, what do you think of those comments?
1: I thought he'd had more resent after the chit injury. No, I'm just kidding. Uh yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Sam was uh, involved with Seattle for, you know, just a little while. But uh, it makes sense why he'd say that. I mean, I, I, there's obviously no ill will towards the city of Seattle other than, you know, the warring fan bases. That's pretty much it. That's where only really where the bad blood comes in. I mean, there's still plenty of people uh, who play with the Thunder who, you know, either remember the Seattle days or, you know, plenty of people in the organization. Nick calls and he still has a great relationship with the people of Seattle. I mean, he's still a legend there. So, I mean, it, it just makes sense. I mean. Of course, Pressy's going to say that. I mean, I'm pretty sure he loves the the either the city and the, the people there whenever he worked there uh, during that time being. So, I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, some of the fans are there. I mean, it's a passionate fan or was a passionate fan base at one point. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty evident that if expansion does happen in the NBA, then Seattle's going to be like number A, number one. You know, on the top of the list. But you know, I mean, it, it just makes sense for with the uh, Pressy's history there and whatnot. It, it makes sense why he'd uh, still so, show some love for the city of Seattle,
0: yeah. I mean, um, it kind of makes me wonder like, I want to see the alternative timeline where the Sonics stay in Seattle, um, and how Sam will talk about roster construction because a, a big thing, a big thing he's talked about ever since his rebuild started was that he wants the team to reflect the city uh-huh. and like the values of, of blue collar Oklahoma city. So I wonder if he still would have, I wonder what he would say <laughs> to the city of Seattle. Um mm-hmm. If they would have stayed there.
1: After <laughs> your white collar and pick up your Starbucks is what he'd be saying. That's his new. Yeah. Something Something tells me there is basically one have been drafted <laughs> in Seattle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty safe assumption, I'd say.
0: Oh, man. But um, that happened. Um, I also had um, Sam talk about um, Ludor's extension. But I also remember during the rookie pressers back in June, Sam was was asked about a potential Ludor extension because I think the funder um,
1: – I, mean, I think Ludor
0: was eligible for a contract extension if the team would have declined his player option – or team option, I mean, for this upcoming season. Um, and Sam basically said that we're we're, we're punting contract negotiation talks with Ludo, um until next summer, and then like five days later, <laughs> they they agreed to like a five year eighty eight million dollar extension. <laughs> so that's quite a that's quite a, a change of events considering just five days before you were saying that Lidor wasn't going to get an extension. Um, so Sam was asked about that, and Sam basically said that Ludor basically. Was went to Sam and said that he's that he wants to stay here and that he'll work and compromise um, his way into a new extension with the funder, and that's what happened. Um, so, yeah, what do you think of that?
1: It just shows the type of uh, guy Lou Dort is, and it shows the type of uh, you know, look at that buzzword again, Clemente culture that Ooh. the Thunder
0: said.
1: Yeah, blue collar. It's the blue collar working man. Rolling up
0: day. his sleeves. Yeah,
1: his hard hat and his lunch pail, I and mean, he's all ready to go. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hey, uh, in the same presser, Sam uh, weighed in on like who the, like, you know, basically he was naming off the most loyal guys to the organization. And of course, Lou and SGA topped that list along with like what, Mike Muscala and Kevin Williams, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just, you know, that's the type of uh, organization the Thunder have been running right now. I mean, they... Whatever the, the players that they draft and the players that they get into the organization, they end up falling in love with the the city and the the organization in general, the management. And this is just another example of that. Lou Dort is uh now proven to be one of the more loyal guys in the locker room. And you know, him wanting to stay in Oklahoma City along with Mike Muscala doing whatever he can to stay in Oklahoma City. Uh <laughs> even Cameron Williams, too. I mean, with the whole It's just uh, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only way that you can, you know, build off wanting players to stay here is to just, you know, basically just treat them as human beings and uh, do whatever you can to sway their persona so they won't dart for the next uh, large market offering a big bag. So, I mean, hey, I mean, that's just more praise you can give to the organization in general. And that just shows a lot about what Lou Dort wants to do with this career right now. This Thunder team is very close. Obviously, you see that on social media a lot they're always uh, talking to each other on social media or hanging out and doing whatever. So, I mean, it is just another example of another guy wanting to stay around because he just likes the organization, the management, and the team. I mean, the team has great chemistry already. I mean, most of them are very young. This is probably one of the more younger... This is probably the youngest team, I think, actually, or second youngest in the entire league. And they they all just immediately bond with each other and everything, so it just makes sense at, at this point that they'd all be, you know, really... Just really close right now, and wanting to stay around each other.
0: Yeah, I think Sam called Shane, George, Molson Twins. Uh, oh
1: yeah, I saw that.
0: I saw another one that went over my head. <laughs> Everybody else was laughing at it, like joke of the year. I was like, I, I don't get this. <laughs> I don't get the reference, but okay. <laughs> it turns out, it's a brewery. Um, I don't drink, so that probably explains why I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, um, besides that, we also had Sam talking about a potential new arena. Um, Mayor Hall mentioned during his State of the City address that in order to secure a long-term future of the franchise to stay here, the team's going to need a new arena in the future. Um, and Sam basically said that um, he thinks he, – he's basically optimistic that something's probably going to happen or is they're going to be able to work something out because – fund there in the city have like a really good relationship and both sides really like each other. Um, I also asked them about public funding and like how some people are pushing back on that because it, because it makes no, um, morally speaking, it makes no sense for the public to pay for an arena when the owners are billionaires. so when I asked Sam about that, Sam basically gave like the most non-answer answer possible <laughs> saying, okay, like, hey, we'll listen to both sides and hopefully we can come up with a conclusion. Um, but yeah, the Serena stuff, I know we're like a long ways away from getting definitive answers on it. Um, I think Holt even mentioned that um, talks probably won't get picked up until 2023. So um, it's just interesting to hear what Sam said because Sam's you know, whether he likes it or not, he's the face of the funder. I mean, Clay Bennett ever talks to the media. Um, so Sam's kind of the de facto face of the funder. So it was kind of interesting to hear what he had to say about a new arena because uh, agreeing to a new arena and building a new arena, arena is like a multi-year process that's, you know, pretty complex. Um, but, yeah, what do you think of that?
1: Man, Clemente, you caught off Sam Presty off guard. You caught him on his heels. <laughs> like, like James Harden against Wesley Johnson. And that one uh, guy you google did you google that I, <laughs> I totally forgot i was i was trying to think of his name i could picture his face it was so clear and evident and i was like what is his name and eventually i was just like oh there you go. look it up leslie johnson totally forgot but yeah i was warring with that before the pod everybody that's why was, I was never mind. I, outside of that uh yeah hey it's finally it's interesting to hear has to say even though he really wasn't prepared for it and like you say he really didn't say anything it's it's going to be a while until we get any definitive answers on anything although it's you know there's been little nuggets dropped in there obviously in the same press or press talking about uh, a very unique relationship with oklahoma city and the thunder and you know mayor david holt uh, especially in the oklahoma city thunder they're all very tight and close so it seems like talks amongst them will rather should go smoothly it just all depends you know on the whole funding issue and where that's going to come from whether it's the the, the public in general or you know are clay bennett or the the whole ownership organization gonna you know throw in any money uh you know to help construct this you know new arena that they're proposing so it's it's all gonna be a wild tail stuff like Clemente said it's gonna be a wild till stuff is gonna be finalized. Uh best way to you know compare this is like the Marvel finally using the X-Men. That's the next time we'll <laughs> uh, Ross I mean arena construction uh it's going to be deep in the future before we'll be all old and gray before that happens uh no i'm just kidding but yeah it's gonna be a while till we hear stuff about that but it's already it's it's you know it's easy to hear right now that the uh, thunder and uh, the city are very close and you know right now at at this point in time so uh, it's easy to project that talks should go relatively smooth but you know we'll see how that goes to the public but you know there's Sam Presti again talking about the both sides argument he understands <laughs> <laughs> that's another Oklahoma trade right there let me hear both sides but at the same time, <laughs> uh you know it's just a wait and see type of thing and there's you know he, he makes sense though I mean billionaires should put up their you know put up their check for something they want to improve on especially their team but you know the way the world works at this point in time we've talked about this millions of times it's just that might not be the way things turn out so it's just a wait and see type thing
0: yeah you know i, I kind of feel bad because sam was putting that position because we just we don't know how much how involved he is with those stocks. like yeah yeah that could be you know just an ownership conversation uh and or you know maybe sam's more involved than we think um but yeah like i said um clay bennett and like the rest of the ownership group really never talked to the media so the next person in the ladder is Sam Presti. Um, so it was just interesting to hear what he said um, because, man, but yeah, like you said, we're like a ways away from getting a resolution to this. Like, who even knows if Sam's even here by then? <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> hey. just funny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, we'll be dedicating a statue by then. That's when. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, um, we had that happening. But um, besides that, there's like a some other minor stuff that was some other minor stuff that was talked about. Um, Sam praised Goku saying that he thinks he's, he's improved this summer. Um, he talked a little bit about, about Vasily Meticic and he brought up how the funder actually tried to bring him over at one and how he decided to pass up on that. He also praised Chip England, um, the shooting coach they acquired this past summer. Um, and said like he does a really good job working with people and helping them improve your ceilings both as a shooter and as a person um but i mean yeah i'm um, do any of those do you want to talk about any of those talking points Any of those stick out to you or anything else that he said that we haven't talked about yet
1: uh the miki stuff really does interest me because he says that they were very close to bringing him over and i'm just wondering you know of all the times that we've heard Mikic was coming over, when was like uh, when was the peak of like when these talks were apparently like uh, you know, him almost coming over to the NBA? Because I feel like at, at no point did Mikic ever feel like that he was you know, definitively coming over, but you know, that, that's very interesting to think about. And uh, you know, it, it comes to think that like if Mikic was gonna officially come to the NBA, that he would have been dealt. So I really wonder what package they could have been lining up you know, bringing in Mikic. So that's very interesting to me. I'm wondering if it's either this offseason before, but very interesting that Mikic almost made that big step over here.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I just wonder if he saw – it was like, you know what, I'm all right over here.
0: But, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, Sam said that the funder made it a point to acquire Mikic in the Horford trade. Like, Mikic just wasn't a pro win. They really wanted him. Um so yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, he also it's, it's a year to year thing, so we're <laughs> probably gonna have the same conversations next summer. So Oh
1: my god. I'm ready. I'm ready already. I'll prepare myself for all the meat kitsch talk.
0: Uh and then you know, Sam also said that he also taught, started talking a little bit about the uh potential double draft that could arrive in twenty twenty four. That any kind of stopped himself because he didn't want to get fined. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I, I was debating, like, should I put this out. Like, I'm not trying to dry snitch <laughs> And then I realized, like, wait, this is being broadcasted.
1: <laughs> don't worry, Clemente. You will not stand in the way of that.
0: Yeah, I don't want, you know, someone mailing me a, a the head of a dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, the Funder logo on it. Nice. The Funder logo on it.
1: <laughs> but, oh. Man, that's, you know, I, I, that, you know, he was eager to talk about that, though. You know, it sounds like a dream for Sam Presti to be able to draft kids straight out of high school. Oh,
0: man. Um, I mean, it hasn't worked the last couple of times, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, anything else to add to you um, with the suppressor?
1: Man, it seems like we hit everything. I mean, I'm really excited about the Chip England. I mean, the way Sam Pressy talked about him. I'm really curious what what sort of uh, adjustments he's made to, uh, uh, you know, our guys who have either developing shots, like even Lou. I mean, I'm really interested to see what possible mechanics that have been adjusted to his shot. I mean, high volume right now and a very, you know, very average percentage. So I wonder if there's any... You know, low volume, high presented shots that he's been willing to take now with Chip England here, or even, you know, development with SGA. I mean, SGA has been messing with his jumper ever since the beginning of our rebuild. So I'm really interested to see what other kind of uh, notes he's put in or what adjustments he's put in the SGA shots. So I'm just interested overall what Chip's been doing. I mean, from what Sam said, it's pretty bright hearing, you know, how everybody's reacted to him uh, becoming one of the assistant coaches and helping out around the team. So that is probably my most anticipated, you know. Uh, comment I've heard so far
0: yeah I also find it pretty I also find it pretty interesting how Sam said that Shay's prime and like Chet and Giddy's prime are gonna you know interconnect yeah. and uh which is pretty which is pretty I guess um eyebrow raises to hear because Shay's 24 Chet's 20 and Giddy's 19 um that's not like huge age difference, but like, that's a pretty significant age difference. What did you say to
1: in the NBA, especially, I mean, you know, guys, they last, I mean, 28, around 28, 27, that's when guys usually hit like the peak of their uh, careers. Like, you know, when you think of like Giannis or Kevin Durant, that's when they're around the time people start winning MVPs. So just, th- you know, where SGA is right now at his age of 24. I mean, that's where Chet's going to be around the time uh, SGA hits that 28 mark. So, it's very. I, it really makes you wonder what what Presti really thinks of, uh, you know, Chat as a player and how he's going to eventually progress. So I'm I'm I'm. That's also eyebrow raising. I agree. It's going to be very interesting to see how, what what he thinks of Chet and what Chet can actually produce on the court, especially after this injury. I mean, these comments are made post injury too, so that's even more interesting to look at.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, that's part of writing to think publicly, but I wonder what Sam thinks, you know, privately because you can't. Like that—that's a pretty big age. If it's like well, five years, so, yeah. so and you know, five years is an eternity in the league. Um, so, who knows how? You know, we'll just see how this plays out. It's just it—it's it, gonna—it's gonna end up with like you know that one, Mutant Ninja Turtle meme, where <laughs> like where like um, wow, what's the rat's name? Oh, Splinter. Yeah, it's where where Splinter is like oh yeah I know like. The Ninja Turtles are like all babies and then like the next yeah. photo is like <laughs> the Ninja Turtles grown up and like Splinter, you know, being older. <laughs> That's gonna be um SGA. Kid Giddy yeah. <laughs> Kid Giddy will and uh whoever they pick in twenty twenty three will Shay.
1: <laughs> well now you, I know what to make now after that. My new meme. Thank you, Clinton. Appreciate the explanation.
0: <laughs> oh man. But I mean, yeah, um besides that, uh, besides that. Nothing really. Nothing else super, well, super important or super nor was really discussed at least as far as I think. Um, But yeah, I mean, Sam spoke for over two hours or for almost two hours. Um, Really appreciate that. I mean, we only get to speak to Sam like but four times a year, (laughs) so it's nice that he's willing to stay that long Um, to talk some pro jam along under basketball. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, we got media day coming up. (laughs) We <laughs> yeah, got um Media Day coming up Monday. Um, so that's probably the next time we'll record. Um like yeah, the season's coming up here. We're probably gonna start partying again more regularly, like once a week. Um but yeah, thanks again for Oh okay,
1: wait, Clinton. Actually, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I do have one question. I okay. I did a question on Reddit uh, I wanted to share from uh, user uh Stoner Slug 47. And he asks what do y'all think the starting lineup will be on opening night?
0: Oh, man, that's a good question.
1: Yeah, I was that one really caught my eye, so I, I really thought we had to address that real quick.
0: Oh, man, um, I'm assuming Shay's going to be out. So yeah. So going to be with Giddy, Dort, uh, J-Dub, Baze, J-R-E.
1: I like that one. I really would like to see Jalen Williams start. I mean, wouldn't that be so cool? I know. I, I'd love that. I'll, although I think, you know, uh, Jerry Bays for my, you know, the front court. I uh, mean, who am I missing at small four? Oh, Lou Dort. I can't believe I almost forgot him. Uh, Josh Giddy. And then I think uh, I, you know, as much as I want J-Dub to start, I think they might insert Trey Mann as a starting point guard.
0: Oh, man. I mean, it's... It's probably gonna be like someone
1: like Derek Favors. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I totally forgot about Derek. I don't. Oh man! Uh, you know what, Derek? Don't block me on Twitter, like you did uh, chats, by the way. But please, just sit. I promise you, it'll be all right.
0: I think they. Didn't they just uh, last season, was starting Derek Favors too. Yeah, <laughs> I remember he was, starting,
1: like, he was starting a couple games. Mm-hmm. Remember, they said the. They said this press was saying the center position is going to be so fluid for us, and then like every now and then you'd see like Bays or Derek Favors pop up, and then Mike Muscala on occasion. It was just a strange time. I wonder if we're going to go through that again with Chet out,
0: yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, it sucks. I'm checking Chet through the year two, <laughs> best players, yeah, hoping out. It's, it's going to be a tough watch. It's basically a continuation of summer league, minus yeah, Chet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's going to be like a little bit of March in October, that's what it's going to be like.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, I just hope Josh is Josh is really working the three-point shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to start putting Chip England out in the court now. He'll be a shooting guard, probably.
0: Oh, man, I think the biggest loser out of all of this is TNT, man. <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I actually bought tickets to that uh TNT game. So, uh, not, not a loser for me. I'll say that. I'm going to go... Uh, Wait, I forgot even who's uh, commenting on TNT now. <laughs> I know, Marv, I know Marv's gone, but uh, they still got Reggie Miller, and I know Chris Webber's gone. So yeah, Kevin Harlan. One. Oh yeah, Ian Eagle too. I forgot about him. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feel uh, bad. That game's probably gonna be like
0: moved to like zone night. But that's still the <laughs> player we yeah. have.
1: Uh, did oh, I think uh, Dwayne uh, Dwayne Wade got fired off of uh, TNT too?
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna flex it out, man. Can they flex <laughs> out a game that early in the season?
1: <laughs> it's November first, and we're sorry we have to show you guys this.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, most of the games probably gonna be like just shots of like Shane Chet on the bench. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now uh, I can just hear Kevin Harlan right now. Where so, so, do you think these tandem can be the next big thing? <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> just, just Chet and Che on the bench like, <laughs> with, like the gameplay minimized in tiny box in the corner
1: <laughs> they, they probably uh, shut off uh, gameplay just to show highlights from last year and uh, Gonzaga
0: oh my god but, uh, <laughs> yeah TNT man you know they're sweating
1: oh my god <laughs> I know. We're, ne- we're never going to get a national game ever again until they start winning after this they'll be like you know we can't even trust the rookies anymore
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean Oh, yeah, uh, anything else that you wanted to say?
1: I think we covered everything except for the MA M- M- Udoka uh, scandal. No, nah, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> how does that affect the funder? <laughs> uh,
1: how does Udoka become part of our uh, coaching staff now? No, nah, I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, uh, man. But, you know, speak, speaking of Boston, I mean, Sam kind of let out a little bit of like his Boston accent there whenever he said something was orchid. I forgot what he said. Like they said, the word wicked so casually, Like, I'm pretty sure that's like a Bostonian (laughs) phrase,
1: a Bostonian phrase for wicked. Interesting, man. I didn't that part. I I woke up so late, I'm so disappointed in myself.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, but yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk again after media day.